Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. You ready to go now? Yeah. Perfect. Oh, that there's a little bit of an echo. Is that on my end or yours? Uh, is it on my end? Dude, I don't know why I can't turn my phone down all the way because I'm like in this thing. I, yeah, I think it's on your end. I mean, it's not like that bad, but. Um, all right, let me just put my phone as far away. All right. Okay. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Sideline. My name is Rishi Oza. My name's Asher Heyer. And uh, we have a good episode for you. Some, finally, some Broncos news. We talked about it on Saturday. Um, but finally, the Broncos head coaching saga has come to an end. They have reached an agreement with Sean Payton. Uh, contract details came out today. It is a fat one. Um, and we'll also talk about the Nuggets trade rumors because it, after last night, it sure looks like something's going to happen uh, yeah. before that February 9th trade deadline. So we'll start yeah. with the Sean Payton stuff. What are what are your thoughts? We kind of we didn't really talk about it that much on Saturday, but what are your thoughts on, on him? Yeah, I mean, we didn't talk about it that much on Saturday because it seemed like it, the ship had sailed on Sean Payton coming to Denver. It felt like it was either going to be D'Amico Ryans making a surprise pivot away from the Texans or, um, you know, waiting on like Jonathan Gannon or, or uh, you know, Brian Callahan of the Bengals or someone like that. Um, that was going to be kind of like a surprise candidate. But then we kind of learned throughout the week that like, wait, no, the Broncos still want a big name, whether it's Jim Harbaugh um, or Sean Payton. Um, and that kind of transpired throughout Monday, Tuesday, um, or I guess just Monday, and then Tuesday they made the hire. Um, but I'm excited. And I, I think this was the guy to get. Uh, from the beginning, um, Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> you already know my thoughts on him. I, I think it's a blessing in disguise that you don't get Jim Harbaugh um, because I think he can kind of ruin a culture pretty easily. Um, and I don't know if him and, you know, Russell would, would mesh, um, if their styles would mesh and if their personalities would mesh. Uh, I don't think Jim Harbaugh's personality meshes with anyone, but um, anyways, and then D'Amico Ryan's end, that would have been a cool hire, but uh, you know, it's another first year head coach and it's another defensive guy. Um, And, you know, we've seen that maybe defensive guys aren't the best at, at the head coach position that maybe you want an offensive guy. So then Sean Payton, I think maximizes Russell's talent that he still has left to maximize. Um, And I think there still is a lot of talent that Russ has. The arm talent didn't fall off. Um, The arm strength didn't fall off. I think the confidence fell off. Um, And I think Sean Payton is going to be able to reinstill that confidence in him. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Hackett was obviously not a good fit, but he, his scheme was really kind of just making Russ a pocket passer. Um, and from what we know about Russell Wilson, he's the, probably the farthest thing from a pocket passer as you can possibly have. And he had some good games here and there, but after Hackett left those final two games against Kansas City and, and Chargers, 
Jerry Rosberg had him rolling out. He had him moving. He had him throwing deep a lot more. And he just looked way more comfortable. Obviously, the, the team put up 30 points in the last game when the Chargers were playing their starters. Chiefs were playing for something that last game. They put up, what, 24, 25, something like that. Something close. Mm-hmm. They put up a decent amount of points. Um, and uh, you know, I think, I think Sean Payton, in terms of guys who know football, he definitely knows it. And with quarterbacks, his last few seasons with the Saints – they didn't have the greatest of quarterback play. So he knows how to be, and they were still competitive. I mean, last season, like last season, 2021 season, I mean, they didn't have anybody. They had like Trevor Simeon. They had Jameis for like a season and a half or like six, half a season before he went down with an injury. Like they didn't really have that many great players and they were still competitive until all their quarterbacks started to go down. Um, I think scheme fit will be it'll be great. I'm really interested to see what the staff is going to be because there's a lot of rumors about some people who might be coming, and I'm very interested to see if they are actually going to come. <laughs> One of the names is Vic Fangio, who is I don't know. Like I thought this is the ship on Vic Fangio had completely sailed after he got fired. It didn't look like he particularly enjoyed his time in Denver. It didn't seem like many people in the locker room liked him. Um, so the fact that he has a chance to come back is is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. And it, it would be a little awkward, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the ownership group isn't the same as the one that fired him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that would be – and, you know, he has familiarity with the players, um, with the scheme, with the city, with how, you know, whatever, how teams play in Denver and stuff like that. So, I mean, he's got all that, you know mm-hmm. – in him that that he just he just worked with this team so um that would be a crazy fit i think regardless sean payton is gonna hire whether it's keeping ej evero or it's hiring big fangio or it's hiring someone else big uh sean payton has always had a great defensive coordinator and offensive minds usually have great defensive coordinators because they know like what messes with their offense and what's so hard to to scheme up against yeah um, and so when, you know, Sean Payton had Dennis Allen these past few years, um, who always gave Tom Brady fits, uh, when, with, with Tampa Bay. So, um, yeah, he'll, he'll find the right guy. Um, not worried about that. I, yeah, I, th- I mean, this is just a, a home run hire. I think I, I don't see how this could really go wrong. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, as I said, um, I think Sean Payton is a perfect guy to just maximize whatever Russ has left in him. Mm-hmm. Um, we we heard uh, like four games throughout the season, uh, four games in the season last year when Sean Payton went on uh, to call, the Colin Coward show and Russell was, was struggling at that point. Um, and Payton said, I, I found the quote, um, he said, I want to cut up of all Russell's pass plays of 30 or more yards from yeah 30 or more yards down the field and I want to see are there some schemes that he felt very comfortable with um like I know they did a great job in Seattle of bringing him in off a naked boot and then pulling him up and we all saw that throwback to Lockett across the field where the ball traveled 60 yards in the air um and then he said and then I want to see I want another film of his red zone touchdown passes which is where the Broncos greatly struggled. Yeah. Um, and I'm asking, and what I'm asking from for, all right, whoever wrote this quote, this makes no sense. 
what I'm asking for from assistance is I'm asking for some of his greatest hits. Um, and I'm not seeing, and I'm seeing if we have those song lyrics available and if not, I'm putting them in. So he's going to take all of Russell's good traits and scheme a playbook around and, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think Instead that, that other is way around. something Nathaniel Hackett did not do at yeah. all. There were very little plays in that playbook that, went to Russell Wilson's strength. That was the Aaron Rodgers playbook. And Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are two different guys. Like they Aaron Rodgers used to be a very mobile guy, he used to go out of the pocket all the time and and you know throw these crazy passes off his back foot, throw across his body, throw 60 yard bombs all the time. Now the last three, four years he hasn't been doing that. He's been very pocket passing. He's been very quick, very deliberate with his throws. And every once in a while they'll take a shot down the field. But that's not what Russell Wilson likes to do. He likes to throw deep most of the time. And that's just not what the Broncos did at all last season. I think if that is actually what Sean Payne is going to do, if he's going to look at what Russell Wilson does great and he's going to cater a playbook around that, then I think that that's perfect. That's exactly what you have to do with a guy who you traded like your entire future for and also are giving a half a quarter of a billion dollars mm-hmm. um, in money. So I, I, I think that's great. Um, my, like there's some people who are, a little angry about the fact that the Broncos traded picks for him. Um, I, personally, I don't really care about that. I, I feel like, you know, once again, I've said this like so many times on this show alone, like I'd rather go and give something up to get something back. If, if it means you're at least trying to be competitive. Like if the Broncos had just hired, like the, the coaching cycle was so crazy because there were so like, there were so many different reports coming out that like this guy declined his job. This, this guy withdrew himself from, the job it was told that D'Amico Ryan's had like told the ownership hey I'm not interested in the job anymore and then the Broncos went back to try and hire him before they got Sean Payton like if they had gotten one of those guys I would have felt a little disappointed but the fact that they went out and got the guy who they wanted in the first place makes me feel a little better about it but trading the picks doesn't really mean anything to me because like the pick was a 29th pick the first rounder and then they gave up like a second or something a second or a third so like those picks are not going to be nearly as valuable as getting a good head coach. And I think we saw that firsthand last season. Yeah, for sure. And you need to take advantage of like, I mean, this is the win now period, right? Where mm-hmm. you gave Russell Wilson $250 million. He's 34 years old. Um, you got to go and build off of that. And at that point, you know, you already gave all those picks for Russell. Like who cares about these other picks? Um, and I, I think, so now you've got, the most important position, you know, figured out, hopefully, if Russell <laughs> can play well. And then you have the probably the second most important. He, he could be – head coach could even be more important yeah. than quarterback at this point um, after what we've seen from, like, Brian Dayball and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think getting Sean Payton is bigger than – even if you do draft an all-pro at number 29 overall – and he's like an all-pro, you know, left tackle or whatever, Dewan Jones or something. Um, you know, that that still doesn't equate to having a top five, top tier offensive no. genius who is one of the best <laughs> offensive minds in NFL history and will figure the team out. Um, he's also just a great, like, like you know, leader and coach in general. It's not even. It's not even just about his offensive mind and his play calling skills. Like he's going to get the team tough. Like 
we know <laughs> we know yeah. how tough the Saints were, especially in 2012, um, with the whole Bounty Gate thing. That's the <laughs> little blemish on his career. But that those Saints teams are always tough. And these past few years, like that, their defense has been good. Yeah, um, and it's been hard hitting, and they've got some dogs on on both sides of the ball. Um, and so Champagne's going to figure that out, and he's going to figure out the O line, like dealing with Drew Brees and his, you know, kind of small stature in the pocket yeah um and his little you know injuries that he, that he was suffering through uh towards the end of his career like champagne's gonna get that offensive line figured out like drew Brees had you know ryan ramchek teron armstead um a bunch of these huge dudes yeah. i mean up, he, he, yeah he was bookended by two all pros like yeah that's exactly yeah. what you need and yeah so I, I would be very surprised if like the first move that the Broncos make isn't for an offensive lineman. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who I, I need to look at the free agency class. Cause I don't know who the free agent offensive linemen are. Um, but Champagne is going to find one of them and a, a couple of them. He, he better because yeah. this offensive line uh, was terrible. Last yeah. Season. I mean, the offensive line, I'm pretty sure was, I mean, they allowed the most sacks in the, in the league. Like, yeah. Some five, of that is, is on Russ, but yeah. like, some of it was on Russ, but like, a lot of it wasn't. I mean, even when Brett Rippon was in, like, it really wasn't that right. much better. Right. Um, and, like, that's the, that's the biggest hole that I see. I, I think there's a lot of holes that we thought were going to be on the roster that really weren't. Like, I was personally concerned about the defensive front seven depth, which, you know, with all of the injuries that happened, because Baron Browning was out for a while, Randy Gregory was out for a while, you trade Bradley Chubb, who was himself in and out. Then, obviously, the depth of you know, edge rusher is an issue, but like defensive line depth, I thought was great. I thought the defensive line played good this season. I thought the linebackers played great. Alex Singleton completely outperformed my expectations for the team. And I feel like he should be a priority to bring back Uh cornerback depth was better than I anticipated. Damari Mathis outplayed uh, what we thought he was going to have. So like there's less holes on the defensive side than I thought were going to be. So now you got to focus on the depth offensively. And I think wide receiver has to be one of them. Running back, maybe, because you don't know how Javante Williams is going to look. But that offensive line has to be the, the biggest priority because they were downright horrendous. There are three out of the five positions on that offensive line you should be looking to improve. Like, yeah. they should be one, two, and three on your priority list in the offseason. It should be right tackle, it should be center, and it should be left guard. Like, I, I love Dalton Reisner, but he has declined ever since his rookie season. Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, I don't think is the answer. I, I, he just hasn't performed up to the expectations. And the revolving door at right tackle has been there since pretty much what, Orlando Franklin retired. Know, like, right? yeah. it, it's been a revolving door and it hasn't been solved. So that has to be, those have to be your, your biggest priorities. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm already looking at that Michigan center. Hopefully he'll be available. Mm-hmm. Um, Olu, Olu with Timmy or whatever. In like the third round, when the Broncos actually have a pick, hopefully that that would be, I think, one of the best draft picks um, that the Broncos could make. And then, yeah, try to figure out those other two positions through free agency slash trade. Um, and then I feel like you're pretty set. Um, yeah. Peyton also is going to be able to scheme up a good running scheme, um, as we've seen with Alvin Kamara. Uh, he, he just knows how to like, like he knows how to use the modern kind of running back. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, again, I think 
this is the hire that they that they needed to make. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, also, like just getting healthy next season is going to be so big. I think like if one of the first moves isn't just completely overhauling the training staff and the medical staff, that's an issue because my god, it's been so bad ever since they hired. Lauren Landau, I think, is the name of the head trainer. Mm-hmm. They've just been awful. They've, they have the most ACL tears in the league since then. They have the most hamstring issues in the league since then. Like, they need to fix that. Um, so I think getting Tim Patrick back, just healthy, is going to be huge. Getting uh, Garrett Bowles back and healthy is going to be huge. Devontae Williams back healthy, obviously, is going to be huge. Um, depending on what happens with KJ Hamler, I don't. I yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if KJ Hamler is ever going to be healthy. Uh, it, it, he's probably just going to get traded or cut. Um, but regardless, they're probably going to have someone else. So, th- like, talent-wise, this team has enough to at least compete. I don't know if they're – like, this team, with the coaching, with the talent, should be a playoff team. Like, last season, I, both of us had our hesitations at the beginning of the season. But I think with what we saw last season from at least the defense – I think if the improvements on the offense happen as expected, not they're not going to be a top five offense next season. I'm, I'm not expecting that. Just be league average. If this team was a league average offense last season, they win like 10 games. Yeah. It's, it's extremely sad. So if they just are a league average offense, they're a playoff team because they have the talent. And coaching elevates so much. We see it with Doug Peterson, Brian Dable, with Bill Belichick. Like it's, it happens all over the place. So they just – to stay healthy for one year, I think you're gonna give yourself a shot. But I don't like. I was talking to my friends about it yesterday. I, I still think Denver is like so far away from being a Super Bowl contender. Like just watching Championship Weekend, watching the yeah. Chiefs and the Bengals, watching the Bills throughout the regular season, watching San Francisco in their stretch run, watching Philly the entire year. It's just like, like they're so far away. <laughs> like, like if the improvements happen. Sure, they'll give themselves a chance because it's playoffs, because it's any given Sunday, all of that. Like, they'll have a shot, but in terms of being like a favorite, they have so much work to do. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just crazy the depth. And I, I think like such an underrated part is just the size of like the players. Like, the Eagles are just huge; they're giant everywhere, and the Chiefs are too. Like those two linebackers that they have. Will Bol- uh, uh, Willie Gay and Nick Bolton mm-hmm. are just monsters. And then, you know, Chris Jones, obviously. Carlos Dunlap had a big game. And then even that Mike Dana dude. Um, like, those are just guys that Denver, like, doesn't, like, have, especially no. depth-wise. Um, and so, yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's so tough to – and you think back to, like, the 2015 team – that team was just so much like bigger and just mm-hmm. I, I I don't know it, it's like hard to describe because you look at like the starting lineup it's like oh that's that's pretty good talent um, and, and they look good um, but then like you go down the depths and it's like man like this you know Deshaun Williams and um, you know no disrespect or whatever these guys but it's like they're just not on the level of no. <laughs> These really? Eagles players, no, they're just and Chiefs not. players. Um, so yeah, the, one more thing I wanted to say about this, like the head coach trading thing, is like worked out pretty well in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Belichick was traded, 
<laughs> we know how that went from the Jets to the Patriots. Um, Mike Holmgren from the Packers to the Seahawks. That worked out well for the Seahawks. John Gruden won a Super Bowl after being traded from the Raiders to the Buccaneers. Um, and then Bill Parcells and Don Shula were also both traded um, before they went off on yeah. their great coaching career. So, like, this has worked in the past. Um, it's not something – it hasn't been done in a while. Um, but it, it's not something that's – I think Bruce Arians was, was the last one. Um, but that was only a six-round pick. And even that, – that still worked out. Like, yeah, it yeah. It worked out great. Um, but I – the reason why these trades – why they have to be traded is because the team wants to keep them because they're good, obviously. So you have to give them something. It's, it's literally just like trading for a player that you know is going to be good. Like all these coaches, you know, are good. Bruce Arians was, he was traded from the Cardinals to the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They won a Super Bowl, and then they were the two seed the next year. <laughs> like, yeah, of that, that worked out. I know they got Tom Brady as well, but Bruce Arians himself is a very good coach. John Gruden, they trade for him and they win the Super Bowl the next year. Like it, it it always is going to be able to work out. I'm not saying that Denver's going to win a Super Bowl, but they're going to be a playoff team because of Sean Payton. Um, and if they, I think if there was one guy, the biggest priority that they were looking for in the coach was who can fix Russell Wilson. And, you know, they the inexperience of D'Amico Ryan's probably turned them off to that, even though I know that they wanted him because he is a, a great coach. The inexperience of him being able to, like, run an offense probably turned them off a little bit. And then with... I don't know, Harbaugh just wanting to go back to Michigan definitely turned them off a little bit. Uh, who was the – there's one more guy. Uh, the third guy who they were looking for. Yeah, I don't know. Was, I mean, David Shaw, Jim Caldwell. But there – I feel like there was like – One more guy. I don't know. Nah, but I, the, I think that they, they had the most confidence in Sean Payne being able to fix Russell Wilson. And I honestly, I think the fact that – majority of his career was spent coaching Drew Brees and his limitations as a passer because of his height, that probably played a big role because I like Russell Wilson. I, I in Seattle, we obviously didn't watch every single game, but it, this season he had so many passes batted down at the line of scrimmage. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was like to a game. It felt like it was ridiculous. And that is like, that's because he's just short. He can't throw the ball over the defensive lineman. So they had to figure out a way to just make it so he can throw the ball past the line yeah. of scrimmage because it, it like literally twice a game, he would just get it batted down or he would get sacked because he just couldn't see the pocket. Yeah. And I, some of that could be on the O line also for letting mm-hmm. like the defensive tackles come in kind of too deep um, or just, I, I don't really know like the full technique or just like having the, defensive lineman not be able to really like jump or see um, what's going on. So maybe Peyton will scheme up the offensive line to create some more passing lanes. That'll be easier. Um, The only thing is like Drew Brees spent a lot of his career throwing down the middle of the field. And that has been the um, (laughs) downside of Russell Wilson in his career is that he just does not throw down the middle of the field. And we saw that this year too. Um, he misses a lot of players wide open in the middle of the field. And so that it, that could be an issue. It could definitely be an issue early season. Um, but I think Sean Payton's smart enough to realize that and 
to scheme a playbook that'll get them firing out towards the numbers um, or just instill this confidence in Russ that he's never had in his career that you can look down the middle of the yeah. season and it's find like, players. When he, because when he like, did throw down the middle of the season, he would complete the passes. Like, it, yeah, he yeah. would make the plays. And there were so many plays early in the season where he would just straight up miss wide open guys over the middle because he wasn't looking there. Like he, mm-hmm. they got to just train his mind to, I mean, to you think of like the, the KJ Hamler against mm-hmm. the Colts wide open in the middle end zone. And Russ doesn't even look at him. Yeah. Um, in the chargers game, there were like three or yeah. four plays in yeah. the first half where he just didn't look over the middle. It's, it, yeah. it's an issue. And, but the, but the reason why they're wide open over the middle is because no one's guarding it. Cause they know he's not going to throw over the middle. So if they start throwing over the middle and he starts completing those passes, they're going to be forced to guard, and that's going to open up the offense so much more because the defense can't just play in quarters the entire time and just take mm-hmm. away the sideline. Yeah, and Payne's going to be able to show Russ, like, look what I did with Drew Brees, mm-hmm. and, like, look what Drew Brees did. He's the same height as you. Like, you know, if Drew Brees can do this, you can too because you have a stronger arm than Drew Brees does, and you can run around more than Drew Brees yeah. does. And so it just comes down to this mental aspect of the game, and I think Sean Payton will be able to maximize that for sure. Yeah, um, 100% agree. I think that that is it for the Broncos' side of the trade news, unless you have anything else to say. Uh, I mean, there was one other rumor. I don't know how credible it is. I couldn't really find any credibility behind it, but the Mike or yeah, Mike Munchak has a chance at coming back. That would be good. Which would be phenomenal. That was like the first red flag of the Hackett Mm-hmm. era is that he got rid of Mike Munchak and hired Billy Butch who sucked and uh if they're able to bring back Munchak that would be perfect I mean he's probably the second greatest offensive line coach of all time maybe even the best offensive line coach of all time behind um the, the Patriots one I keep forgetting his name it's, it's some really long Italian name um yeah but I don't know what it is but those two are the top uh, of the, the cream of the crop for offensive line coach. And the fact that he got rid of them was bad. But right, if Sean Payton and this ownership group were able to bring back two guys who really shouldn't want to be back in Denver and Vic Fangio and Mike Munchak, that'd be incredible. Um, I know the money talks, but like they were not treated the greatest while they were here. So yeah. uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that, that's it for me for on the yeah. Broncos side. Of um, it. On the other side of town some more trade news that looks like it's kind of going to be inevitable the trade deadline is what is it february 10th uh ninth the ninth so eight days about about seven days um and bones highland the nuggets exciting second year player is probably on the way out um and i think it's a move that has to be done um, I kind of am like fully on the trade bones train <laughs> right now. Um, sadly, I guess, because he's been a great spark plug for the Nuggets, a fun player to watch, um, and had a big game against the Warriors in the playoff series. That was really fun. Um, and I think he's going to be a great player moving forward. Um, he's got all the, the talent. Uh, to be that being able to shoot from from deep and being able to drive with his quickness and his passing is a little underrated, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just right now, 
he is a negative player. Um, anytime he's out there, the team really does not succeed unless he's on fire. Um, unless he's making, you know, three, four threes in a game. Uh, he really provides next to nothing, especially defensively. He's one of the worst defensive players in the league. Um, and so if you can, I think just simply phasing him out of the rotation makes the Nuggets a better team. Mm-hmm. And if you can trade him for a first-round pick, I would take that. Um, and I, I would obviously take a player also. Um, if you can somehow be able to finagle your way into either getting a wing uh, that fits what Denver wants to do or maybe a backup center or something like that. Um, I think that would be huge to maximize what you have now. Um, and cause you, this team is good enough to win a championship and you can't have bones out there kind of tanking the bench unit with, with bad shots and bad defense. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think just simply having bones, not play any minutes raises how well the bench will do. Um, and so if you can maximize what his trade value is right now, and get something in return that is what I want. <laughs> yeah, the I. Well, for, first of all, I'll say this: I don't, I don't know if you saw because I know you were at the game yesterday. But during the game, Chris Haynes had a report, and he said that Bones would be open to be being traded for to a larger role. And mm-hmm. like one, I don't know why. Like, if he wants a larger role, I'm, okay, fine, because every NBA player wants a larger role. Like that's just how it works. But if he wants to leave because he's not getting enough, then it doesn't make any sense because he has the highest usage rate on Nuggets, and he has the worst net rating on Nuggets, worse than DeAndre Jordan, by the way, which is incredibly hard to do. Um, so DeAndre doesn't even share minutes with Jokic. No, it, he hasn't played a single minute with Jokic. So. Yeah, it it just doesn't make any sense that. So like, if that is what is the case, then I would say definitely trade him. But I you said you would you would take him for a pick. I necessarily I wouldn't take him for a pick unless you're able to flip that for somebody else because a pick doesn't help you this season. And I would rather just keep bones as like a break in case of emergency type of guy instead of a pick because if you're just gonna trade him for a pick that's just one less ball handler that you have on the roster. Um, on the bench like, I thought Bruce Brown did a good job in the second half last night as the backup ball handler. He said, didn't play Bones in the second half. The, the ben- that bench lineup was, was Bruce, uh, Christian Brown, uh, who else? Aaron Gordon, Jeff Green, and then KCP. Uh, KCP, yeah. Um, and that bench lineup was very, very good. They, I thought defensively they were great. Um, and I thought Bruce Brown handled the point pretty well. But going into next season – if you, you know, Bruce Brown's going to decline right. the player option. Ish Smith is a free agent who's the other long ball handler. If you get rid of Bones for just a pick, you're going into next season potentially without any backup point card. Um, so I would rather keep Bones than trade him. But if he is really upset about playing time, like that's something that you can't have on a championship team. Like you can't have people complaining about playing time. Um and like arguing with the coaches about wanting to be more involved because that's just not going to happen. Um, so it'd be better yeah. to get for that. 
I don't know which trades would be good though, because he is a valuable piece. It's like I don't know what you could pop. Right, I, I, I'm kind of thinking like a scorer, a, a guy who can a scoring wing, like because I think because. Like Jeff Green is playing right mm-hmm. a lot of minutes off the bench. He had 19 minutes last night, zero rebounds. Yeah. Uh, the bench, by the way, only had five rebounds, and all five of them came from Christian Brown. <laughs> um, and so that that's pretty pathetic. <laughs> that's that's so sad. Oh my god. <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, okay, why is Jeff Green playing? Like, what is the role of Jeff Green? Because he's not good on defense. He doesn't rebound. So the only like option is like or the only kind of thinking is like okay maybe he can sometimes score like one-on-one in the post mm-hmm. um which is something that maybe black coat can't do but like i, I, I still think black coat should black be can do everything else at a higher level that's my yeah yeah i think black coat should be playing at a higher level than or, or should be playing ahead of jeff green um but i think like that bench lineup that was out there, Bruce Brown, he can't really create a shot for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, KCP can't really create a shot for himself. These, so these are all like role players, right? Aaron Gordon, whenever he tries to – I don't like Aaron Gordon no. trying to create a shot for himself. Um, so, like, if you can trade Bones for a guy who can kind of score a little bit at least one-on-one – um, because that's what you're going to lose if yeah. you do trade away Bones Highland. He does have that ability to score one-on-one when everything is going wrong in the possession. Um, and uh, Christian Brown, he can't, he can't do that either. No. Um, so if you're going to trade him, I, I don't necessarily think that defense is like a huge need because you're going to have Christian Brown playing, Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, um you know, I I I don't think defense is such a huge need off the bench. Plus, like getting rid of Bones, he is like he I like he might be the worst defender in the league. Yeah, so. anybody you trade for him is gonna be an upgrade. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not like you need to get a plus defender or like an elite defender. You can get like a slightly below average guy and still be able to work. Yeah, so I'm kind of looking for a guy who can score a little bit and get rebounds because Jeff Green can't. Um, like Denny Avdia has improved his scoring. No. And he's like a defense first. And he's, he's one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah, he's been he's been incredible. Um, and his scoring has improved a little bit. I don't I don't think Washington trades him though, especially yeah. after, after they won like six in a row and he's on fire. So I don't think Washington trades him. Plus I don't after think trading Hachimura there, I don't think they're gonna get rid of yeah, their yeah. front court piece. I don't think uh, Tim Conley and the Timberwolves trade Jaden McDaniels, sadly. No. Um, he's, he's just too good. Devin Vassell is a pipe dream. That's not going to happen. <laughs> um, so the guy I'm looking at is Sadiq Bey. Mm. I, I think Sadiq Bey could be a good boost to the bench. Um, he's shooting decently from three. He takes a lot of bad threes, but that's yeah. like the Pistons. Yeah, it's who else? Um, on wide open threes, like he's shooting over uh, and, and catch and shoot threes. Like, I think catch and shoot threes, he's shooting like 38%. Wide open threes, it's over 40%. Um, so yeah, Sadiq Bey is the guy I kind of have my eye on. Um, 
I like I don't really know. There, there's not too many options because the Nuggets don't have cap space. Yeah. Um, they have. So the, you're gonna have to trade him for like a young cost control. Yeah, they they guys. do have the trade exception for Monte right. Morris, which is their biggest one, which is like nine million, um, which is decently big. But there's not that many like great players who are gonna be able to fit into it. Um, Sadiq Bay is a good one. I've been I've been a really big fan of Sadiq Bay since he came into the league. Um, he's at 34% from three, but he was like way worse um, yeah. from three. Like he's a he's a career 36%, but he was way worse from three at the start of the season. He was at like 23% or something. Like he was in a big time slump. Um so but but I, I really like him. If they're able to get him, that would be great. He does shoot a lot of threes. He is a good defender. Um that would be that would be nice. I'm I'm like I'm looking at if if there's a possibility of getting like if you package bones and a second rounder, what would you be able to get? Like, would you be able to get two players back for that? Or maybe like last week before the article came out that bones was being shopped around, maybe you would have been able to get that. But since then, he's played really bad in in like the three games that he's played in. So I don't know if if you're going to be able to get that now. Um, mm-hmm. especially if Denver is going to be aggressive in trading for him, they're not going to have that much leverage. Uh, but like, I, if the, it, it depends on the other team as well. Like, like you said, Washington's been on fire. They just traded Hachimura. They're probably, they're, they're likely not going to entertain any offers for Denny Obdia, but like Chicago, if they are willing to commit to, some sort of a rebuild, retooling situation. Are they willing to get rid of Alex Caruso? Because he fits in a trade exception. Like, are you? Are they willing to get rid of him? Because then, if you package like Bones and a pick, or Bones and like Peyton Watson or somebody, I I wouldn't want to give up Peyton Watson. But like Bones and somebody else or a pick, would you be able to get like Caruso and Andre Drummond or something? I don't know. Like I. Mm-hmm. That would be some type of package that I'd be looking for because yeah, Zeke Naji maybe part yeah, of yeah package Zeke Naji and if you're not going to play him, um, so like that that then that would intrigue me. But it's just it's so hard because he is so he's like the one guy that Denver has drafted over the past few seasons who doesn't really fit their timeline because he's a guy who needs yeah. to be able to play through his mistakes and shoot through his mistakes and like play bad while taking a lot of bad shots because that's just his play style, and that's just how he's going to be able to improve at making the bad shots. But Denver can't afford a guy who has to improve that way, um, which, I mean, it sucks because I want Bones to be on the team, but I don't think yeah. Denver can really afford to have a guy like that. And also, I don't think they can afford – when Bones does start mm-hmm. to be good in two years, you're not going to be able to afford him, no. I don't think. Um and he's going to want a bigger role. You know, he's not just going to be a backup to Jamal Murray's mm-hmm. entire career. So, um, I, like, I, I think you even, even if you do just keep him right now, like, you only have, like, two more years left of him, yeah. I think. Um, and, like, with all the stuff that's been happening, like, it look, like on the bench, he just hasn't had the greatest body language. Um, yeah. He, like, he left the locker room last night before media even came in like he was gone immediately um so i mean if there is stuff happening behind the scenes if you don't trade him and he still continues to suck 
then you have to bench him. And then I would like be shocked if he did not request a trade in the offseason at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think like at this point with everything going on and his, his social media, here we go with like these young players making their statement on social media, unfollowing the Nuggets on both Twitter and Instagram, and then taking Nuggets point guard out of his bio and then putting it back in. And then it's like, all right, it's just exhausting. And it's like at, at this point, I think you have to trade him. Like you can't, you can't keep him on the team after yeah. this. Um, and it's not like his fault. And I feel bad for him, I guess. But like he'll go to a, a better situation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like he is like a young, like he's he's in his second season. Like he's gonna have, yeah, like flaws in his game. Like that's just yeah. like a, it, I don't think anyone's expecting him to be perfect um, or expecting him to like have fixed all of them in one off season. But the flaws that kind of needed to be fixed, his defense, they got worse. And I think that's just the biggest issue. So you either bench him or you trade him. And if you can trade him to get something back, then I feel like you have to do it because you've got to maximize this window that you have. And I think that Bones, like, he has the potential to be a guy who can, you know, increase your championship window and, and make it longer. But I don't, like, there's a low chance of that happening because, like, to me, I look at him as a kind of like a Jordan Clarkson type of player or like he's just an electric guy when he's on, he's on and he can win you games. But when he's off, he's not like, he's really bad. Um, But Jordan Clarkson has been able to, he was able to work through those flaws on bad Cleveland teams. And when he was ready, like bad Cleveland teams, bad Laker teams. And then when he was ready, he got traded to a bigger role in Utah. And now he's been thriving there. So I hope some sort of timeline like that can work out for bones. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to happen in Denver. And it really it yeah. reminds me of the Bowl Bowl situation last year. It was like really, really Right, hard. right. But, I know. It's just like a weird situation mm-hmm. to be in. But I guess that's what good teams go through. I guess it's a good problem to have. Um, and then, yeah, going back just a little bit to that, to like the rotation and stuff, if Bones is just traded for a pick and you don't get anyone back. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of thinking like, like a bench rotation this was when and Murray didn't really stagger with the bench at all last night but Malone said it was kind of because he was on fire like yeah he wanted to play in the whole quarter and in the third quarter so um I don't don't know if he'll go back to staggering with the bench but if you can stagger the bench with you know Bruce Brown at point guard Jamal Murray scoring uh Christian Brown Vlaco and then Zeke like I That'd be that's great. A, that's like that's that's Jamal as the main scorer and four long good defenders yeah. around him. Exactly. And um, guys, guys who can shoot, guys who can space the floor, guys who can finish inside. Like I, that, I, that would be ideal if you don't get anything back. And so that that's what I was kind of thinking. Like Bones being phased out of the rotation, and then putting Christian Brown in, who's a more impactful player inside of his team mm-hmm. um, to winning games than Bones is. Uh, you know, that's obviously different. Like on the Houston Rockets, you'd want Bones instead of Christian Brown, yeah. I think. Um, but like with the Nuggets and how they play and stuff, um, phasing Bones out, putting Christian Brown in, I think elevates the bench and the team. Um, so if that's the rotation – I don't know what the bench rotation will be because Jeff Green is playing and the KCP was staggering and Aaron Gordon was staggering. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, like Bones only played what, like four or five minutes last night, but Zeke yeah. Alk only played like four or five minutes. Last yeah, night. that too. So that was confusing. Like Zeke and Vlaco are now like being phased out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the whole situation yeah. is. But Malone, Malone my, will always give like seniority to the, the veterans, but yeah. I hate that. That's the like my biggest issue with them because you like you know that they're not good, but you're just because yeah. they're veterans, you don't want to bench them. So that's just, I think that's just still is one big flaw as yeah. a coach, that he's too reluctant to move off of veterans. I mean, it took a while for him to move to Bones over Faku last year. Um, took a while for him to move off of Torrey Craig and Wancho to MPJ, MPJ's rookie season. Like, it, I don't know why, but it just takes time for him to, like, adjust. But he it. figures it out, though. He, he does. does. He does figure it out. At, at the, the end, end of the season, the playoff rotation is normally pretty solid. So, that works. But, I don't know. With the, it's I like I think last night, Bones was playing so bad. So they're like, okay, you know what? We might as well kind of just play and without him, just to see what a rotation, a bench rotation without Bones would be like, what it would look like. And uh, I'm worried that Malone liked what he saw. <laughs> I don't think that bench rotation is uh, plausible or like sustainable. I don't like I I think I like Aaron Gordon as like the bench five. I actually think that that's pretty that worked in, in small sample sizes in the past uh, couple seasons but mm-hmm. i i don't like him staggering because you need him to be the ma- guy guarding the team's best player uh in the starting lineup so i want him playing as little minutes as he can and as, yeah. but, as many minutes with Jokic. uh i mean i i said in the off season like christian brown is like he was a guy drafted to play immediately because he doesn't like He's not a potential guy. I don't think he's going to get much better than what he is right now, probably. Like, his handle gets better, and he becomes a better shooter. Like, that's really the only things he can get better at. He's already pretty athletic. He can finish at the rim. He's a great defender. Like, there's not much he can really get better at. So, like, he's a guy who you get to play right now. And he went, like, when he plays over 20 minutes, like, the the Nuggets have lost, what, one game, two games, probably, all season? Like, he is a winning player, so... I would like at this point in a playoff rotation. If you ask me, who would you feel more comfortable with, Bones or Christian Brown? I would say Christian Brown. Yeah, it's no, yeah, no doubt. So we will see. Yeah, what happens? We got one week. Um, wouldn't be surprised if a trade happens tonight. I don't even know. Um, but oh yeah, God, Boston is up forty-six <laughs> to sixteen after the first. <laughs> I saw that. Um, trying to see the schedule. Denver plays tomorrow at home they, against Golden State. Yeah, Golden State's going to rest everybody. They play tonight. Oh, they, and they always they know they never play anybody on the second night of back to backs. They play at home. Oh, well, they're not playing at home, so maybe not. I mean, they they normally don't because like normally when they play at home, it's the Pacific to Mountain time. So that that trip mm-hmm. always they have to rest people, but. They are on the road. Like, two road games back-to-back is pretty tough. Yeah. So, I, we'll see. But, like, regardless, they, they, Nuggets play tomorrow. It wasn't It wasn't really about their, their opponent. But the, the Nuggets play tomorrow. Then they don't play until Sunday. They have a, two, they have a two-day break. Um, So, I have a feeling – oh, no, they don't. They have a back-to-back. Never mind. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Well, I, I did not know that. Okay. That makes my point. Moot. Never mind. I was gonna say that they had a two day break. They might just trade Bones in that two day break so they can 
bring in the guys on the off day and have some sort of continuity before the game, whatever they trade Bones for. But if they have a back-to-back, I, I doubt it. But I don't know. They've Tim Conley has traded on back-to-backs before, so we'll see. Ugh. Yeah. Well, well, there's the Tim, two Timberwolves games coming up. Maybe Tim Conley's in town <laughs> and discussing with Calvin. Um, <laughs> a little Nas Reed, a little Jaden McDaniels action. Uh, I, I saw one like potential. Tra- this was from a, a fan for for the from the Timberwolves. So it was like Bones in a second for McDaniel's and Jalen Noel, which I think would kind of go with your um, with your idea of getting some ball, some sort of ball handler score back. Yeah, for that second unit. So, and Jalen Noel is kind of that guy, right? I think for the for the Timberwolves, he is. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he's kind of their bench. Him and Torian Prince have been their bench scorers. Oh God, this he's season. really he's shooting twenty seven percent from three, but uh, I I don't think Jalen Noel is that good. But I mean, he can yeah, he can score. He would he and would then, be like the score type yeah, guy that right. you'd be able to get. Like I don't I don't think we would be able to get anything more than Jalen Noel for mm-hmm. just bones, unless you add in somebody else. Oh. So that I feel like that would be the type of caliber guy. Yeah. Who's I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. This it's gonna be so weird. They could be like I, they could trade bones for Jakob Pertl at this point. I don't. I, I have no clue what's going to happen. Um, I mean, that would be amazing. I would love that. <laughs> that. I have no clue. But yeah, I think, I think that's it for now. I, yeah, we'll probably do one more episode. Are you, you going to be able to do one next week or? Uh, probably not next week. Okay. So, do you want to do like a Super Bowl preview this weekend? Maybe. It's like making sure. our predictions. Sure. Talk yeah. about that. Okay. Then yeah. we'll, we'll see if we can get something done this weekend. Uh, oh, I, I actually don't know if I'm free this weekend. All right. We'll, we'll try and figure something out. Um, but, yeah, uh, unless you got anything else. All that's right. it for me. That's it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you all for watching. Peace.